Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Behold, I send an angel before thee. 
to keep thee in the way, and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Amen. So there is an angel going before us to prepare a place. Exodus 23, verse 21. Exodus 23, verse 21. Beware of him. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee, and bring thee into the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate that there is an angel that goes before us to clear the way for us, to protect us, you have put your name in that angel. This morning, dear God, we are here with needs. Some need a healing. Some need a deliverance. Some it could be a resolution to a particular problem. Whatever need that is in the building, there is no need that is beyond the scope of your power. That is why we can approach you and say, grant them their needs. So that the next week when we meet again, it should be a testimony. That I had this need, but a prayer went forth and it was answered. Dear God, I like it when Brother Shetty prayed and said, you are sustaining us. We can see that on daily basis. Lord, we don't take it for granted. That's why we want to say thank you. We appreciate it, dear God, how meticulous you are when it comes to our well-being. Dear God, from day to day, it's just by grace. We see your moves in our lives. Some very visible to the naked eye and some hidden to the naked eye. But this morning we want to thank you for things that you do that we see and even things that you do that we don't see. We just want to say thank you, dear God. This morning we want to commit this service to you and take it for us. We came here so that you can speak to our hearts, shape us and mold us in the manner that you see fit. 
You are the potter, we are the clay this morning. However we, the clay, we shall be molded, let it be molded. Speak in the manner that you want to speak. And as a minister behind the holy desk, hide me behind the blood. So that when you speak to your people, speak to me as well. So that dear God, when we come to the end of the service, we should all glorify your name. We commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats. Amen. We had a wonderful time last week. How many had a wonderful time? Amen. Amen. Before we get into the sermon this morning, I want to speak on the subject is the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is the subject this morning. But before we get there, I just want us, the brothers just to play this clip by Brother Billy Paul Brenham. Amen. After about a year, a little bit of call come on the scene. Oh, she almost died. And how I walked up and down the floor when the little fellow was being born. And just as soon as he was born, I heard him cry and I screamed out, Thank you, Lord. It's a boy and his name shall be called Billy Paul. Many of you know my son, Billy Paul. His mother died when he was just a little baby. And I packed him around. Nighttime, we couldn't afford enough coal to keep fire, so we'd, I'd have put his bottle under my shoulders like this and keep it warm for him at nighttime. When he wake up crying for his mother, I'd put the bottle in his mouth. And she asked me when she was dying, always stick with Billy. We've been real chums. And so everywhere I go, I take Billy. And he's stuck with me. I'd like to take this opportunity to greet you. I don't get this opportunity much anymore. As you get a little older, you can't do the things that you used to do. You want to and in your heart, but one thing I want you to know that I love you and I pray for you daily. And I know that you pray for me because that's why I'm here today. Truly, we're blessed people. And I just want to take an opportunity to say God bless you and over the many years that I have known you and have worked with you when dad was here and now in the work with brother Joseph. It's just an honor to call you my friend. And you know, there's words you can't say, but I just trust that this little greeting will be a blessing to you just to say I love you and that you can feel it from your heart. You know, brother Bram said we could, we could talk too much, we could sing too much, we could shout too much, but we could never pray too much. And each day, Brother Brandon told me, he said, when you come into your office, Billy, he said, I want you to do my mail. And I said, Daddy, I don't even know how to turn on the typewriter. He says, the Lord will be with you. He said, he told me he wants you to do that for me. And I said, okay. He said, no matter if you've got one letter or you've got a thousand, he said, the first thing you do is kneel down and pray and lay your hands on the mail and ask the Lord to help you that day. And he said, don't you answer any Bible questions. Don't you answer for me. He said, if there's a question to me, you keep them. And when we get together, 
the next day or that day or whenever. He says, then you write down on the envelope and I'll answer the questions. He said, but no matter where I am, he says, you remember every day that you do the mail. He said, I'll be praying for you. And he says, and God will be there with you. And he says, don't process the mail. He said, just open one letter at a time and just think like you only have one letter to answer. And he says, and then when you're through with that, he says, discard it and then get another one. And that's what I've been doing for the last 60 years. And it's been a great honor. And I know I'm getting older now. I'm not an old man, but I know I'm getting up there. And soon I've got to go and be what we've all been waiting for. And I believe that hour is so close at hand. But I just wanted an opportunity to say I love you. And I thank you for your love to me. Your stand for this word. And you know, Brother Billy, I'm just talking to you from my heart. I believe this is a one-man message. It's a perfect message. There's no mistakes. There's many voices. But for me and my house, we only follow one voice. And that's the voice of God to us in this day. It's perfect. It needs no interpretation. It interprets itself. And I was thinking in a couple of days now, I'll be getting my 83rd birthday. And in my heart, and in my body, I don't feel that old. I know I look it, and the wife says I act like it. No, I shouldn't say that. If it wasn't for her, I, I wouldn't even be here today. But it's just the idea of, of being able to express yourself. This message is everything to me. It's perfect. And may God encourage your heart to stay with it. There's things we don't understand, but remember, if God thought it, Brother Branham spoke it. We believe it, and that settles it. I was thinking the other day, and I woke up, and when I was just a little boy, I was about 12 years old, and we was over in a little town called Vandalia, Illinois, and Brother Brandon was having a tent meeting, and we stayed in a little cheap hotel, and I say that to go with my testimony here, and I know you've probably heard me give this testimony, but maybe just one more time I want to share it with you, because it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. And in this room, it didn't even have a bathroom. The bathroom was down the hall, and we just had a wash basin right where the camera is here. And it was just a little wash basin and a little pitcher, and that's where we wash our hands and things. When we had to take a shower, take a bath, we'd go down at the end of the hall. And I used to sell, in the meetings, I had a little apron, and I'd go down and I'd sell the little books. There was three books Brother Branham had. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Divine healing in, healing in the campaigns. And I thought I was something. Get out there and sell those books. And Daddy would always not see the, the Lord move in the meetings. And as a kid, he'd tell us about these things and how the angel would meet him. And I remember one night in this hotel room, we were sitting there, and my dad's brother was working with us at that time. He was driving the truck, and his name was Donnie. And he was the youngest of the brothers. And he and I and Dad were sleeping in the same room. And I don't remember, I know Dad says on tape that he, that he took a pillow and threw it over and woke me up. All I remember, I woke up was a pillow across my face. And he had this pillow across my face, and he says, Paul, I said, yes, sir. It was about two o'clock in the morning. And he says, you know the angel that daddy talks about? I said, yes, sir. 
and he said he visited me tonight and was telling me some things and about the meetings and how to conduct the meetings and what was going to happen. And I said, yes, sir. And he still had the pillow across my face. And he says, and I asked him, could I wake you up? And could I wake up my brother Donnie? And he said, the angel said, you can wake up Billy. And he says, and he says, can he see you? And the angel said, yes. He said, <clears throat> excuse me. He says, when dad, <clears throat> when dad takes this pillow from your face, he says, you know where the voice facing is over there? And I said, yes, sir. He said, he'll be standing there and you can see him. And I said, okay. You remember, I was just 12 years old. And he took the pillow from my face and I thought it'd be an angel with wings flying around, but it wasn't like that. There stood a man in that room dressed in pure white. And he had his arms folded like this, hair down to his shoulders. He just stood there. One thing it, reminded, it was so outstanding to me, he never spoke a word. But he'd look around the room, but his eyes was totally focused on my dad. Every move was watching my dad. And I can see those, I can see him yet now, with them eyes just going around the room. He'd look at me, and he'd look over at my uncle, and he'd look back around like that. He'd move his head a little bit, but his eyes never left daddy's eyes. And I grabbed daddy, because I, I didn't know, it was a man standing in the room over by the window. And, and he, and I'll never forget daddy told me, he said, don't be scared, son. He said, he's sent from the presence of Almighty God. And he says, he won't harm you. He says, he'll be a blessing. Now watching, he just held real close, Daddy held me. And he went from that being of a man, just as Brother Bram describes him, into, I'm not gonna say a pillar of fire, it was like a mist, a light, a vapor. He just kind of vanished. And he went out the window, right out the room like that. And when he left, a rainbow come right in the same window and hung in that room for hours at midnight, two o'clock in the morning, dark room, but he stood there and that pillow, or excuse me, that rainbow stayed in the room. I felt a presence. And I asked my dad later, I said, why did that happen? And he says, he said, because I wanted you to see him. He said, God called you to work with me, Billy. And I want you to see him and to know what daddy was telling me was the truth. Not that I doubt it, but it was just such an experience, such a wonderful experience. Bless you. And all through my life, I, I traveled, and my job was to get Daddy in and out of the meetings. And, you know, sometimes I let him stay too long, and sometimes I take him too quick. Fine. God bless you. You know, I just, young boy. Amen. Amen. Were we able to hear what Brother Billy Paul said? Amen. About the angel coming into that room? Amen. So we want to speak on the angel of the Lord this morning by God's grace. Amen. I just wonder when I listen to the testimony, if I was Brother Donnie, the brother to Brother Brenham, and you wake up in the morning and you are told that one was told to be woken up to see an angel, but you were not woken up to see an angel, it was going to really break my heart. Hallelujah. And I hope that no one will be like Brother Donnie. When we come to the service, our desire is that 
may the ministry of this mighty angel or this angel of the Lord touch us. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to speak about this angel and just to say, who is this angel? How many have heard Brother Brown speak about the angel of the Lord many times? Because sometimes when it says the angel of the Lord, people don't understand who is the angel of the Lord. But this morning, by God's grace, you shall be answered. Amen. Amen. Now, the prophet says in this message, the calling of Abraham, paragraph 6. He says, now, when the angel of the Lord had pronounced this blessing, what was it? The angel of the Lord passing through the neighborhood where he pronounced the blessing, performing the work, that is all there was to it. He was just carrying on what he had done. So always, when God has said anything, believe it with all your heart. Believe it with? God bless you, Brother Mahoko. Good to see you. Amen. Now, he pronounces a blessing. Then he comes back into the same neighborhood to perform the blessing that he pronounced. Are you with me? I want you to see you that the angel of the Lord can pass through the neighborhood. Amen. Amen. Now, the Lord said, Behold, I sent an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. So, if the Lord has prepared a place and he wants you to get to that place, you can't get to that place unless you are under the leadership of the angel that he has sent. Are you still with me? Now, the question would be, what is the angel of the Lord? Maybe in Genesis 16, verse 10, when the angel of the Lord spoke to Hagar after she ran away, the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. So this angel giveth a life, and there is only one giver of life, is God himself. Are you with me? I'm trying to just to jog your memory so that you you see the traits of this angel. In Genesis 18, verse 10, brother, if you bring it here, just a few scriptures before we get into the things. It says, he said, I will, re, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. We said an angel pronounces a blessing and comes back into the neighborhood to affirm that blessing. So he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah had it in the tent which was behind him. Who was that that was speaking? It was the Lord himself. It was the angel of the Lord himself. Are you still with me? And she doubted in her heart in verse 14. And the angel said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. He speaks and keeps his weight. 
In Judges 13, verse 21, let me just bombard you with these scriptures before I get into the message. Judges 13, verse 21. It says, And the angel, maybe read it with me, but the angel of the Lord did, did, did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manuah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. Verse 22. And Manuah said unto his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen, we have seen God. He doesn't say we have seen the angel of the Lord, we have seen God. So the angel, already I'm getting ahead of myself. The angel of the Lord is God himself. Are you with me? Now, Brother Brenham never had any successful meeting without the angel of the Lord coming into those meetings. And I would like to believe that if we ever have any meeting and that angel of the Lord is not there, then our meeting is in vain. And that's why this morning the songs of Zion have gone forth to invite the angel of the Lord in the building. Are you still with me? Now, let's come here in the message, the blind Bartimaeus, paragraph 53. He says in this message, I think the font is too much, but do bear with me. He says, has anybody ever seen the picture of the light, the angel of the Lord, the pillar of fire. They got it. Scientists have got it. Washington has it. Now, the church has got it in reality. The church has got it? Washington, they had a picture of it and hung it there in the library of Congress. But we have it in reality. Now he says, they got it on a picture. You've got it in reality. It's here with us. Amen. It's leading us just it, as it led to Israel. Still leading the church. Amen. Jesus said, I come from God. Hallelujah. Do you believe that Jesus was that Christ? He says, did you believe that Jesus was that burning bush that Moses was out there? Amen. You believe that was Christ? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was not in Egypt, but Christ was in Egypt. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope we are together here. Amen. Jesus was not born, but Christ was in Egypt. Amen. Doesn't the Bible say Moses esteemed Hallelujah, the reproach of Christ above the riches of Egypt. Yeah. How did he esteem the riches of Christ if Christ was in there? Christ was there. Yeah. But Jesus was not born. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm, I'm creating a commotion in your mind. This Jesus was not born that you see here. But Christ was in Egypt. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, there is some way we are getting. Christ, Moses followed Christ. 
before Jesus was born. And when Jesus was here, he said to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes, he says, before Abraham, I am. Hallelujah. It was this body speaking, but there was another one in the body speaking through the body. The body had a beginning, but he that was in the body had no beginning. We're going to get into some stuff. You believe, he says, you believe that was Christ. It was the angel of the covenant, the logos that went out of God. Christ, when he was here on earth, he said, before Abraham was, I am. You know who I am. Hallelujah. I am there doesn't mean it's a grammar to say I'm here. It simply means Yahweh. Hallelujah. He said, I come from God and I go to God. Now, if this angel that's here with us, if he is the same one that was in Christ, the Logos was in Christ. And if that's in us, it will do the same thing it did when it was in Christ. Hallelujah. It will do the same thing that it did when it was in the body. That means if the Logos was in this body and performed whatever it performed, when it comes into these bodies, it must do exactly the same thing. Are you still with me? Now bring my diagram there. Or the pictures there. I've got three pictures here on the screen. Don't worry, I elevated to the pillar of fire. Don't worry about the distance between the head and it. It's deliberate. Now, in the behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. It speaks about that man on the bottom right, William Brenner. Now, over there on the top right, that's the pillar of fire. And over here is the flesh. Hallelujah. Now, the flesh had to the beginning and the flesh had an end. But that pillar of fire, where does it come? This, this body, do we agree this body, Mary gave birth to this body? Do we agree? Do we agree that Mary breastfed this body? But Mary could not breastfed that one there. They killed this one, but they couldn't kill that one. Are you still with me? This one may not have been there in Egypt, but that one was there. Are you still with me here? Now, you've got an angel of the Lord, and you've got the angel of the Lord. An angel of the Lord is not the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. We, we, we came out of the denominations following this one, but we are not worshipping this one, we are worshipping that one. Are you still with me? This one today, his body is in the grave, but that one has got no grave. And when we come to the church, although this one is not here, but that one must be here. Amen. If that one is not here, our service is in vain. Amen. 
I'll repeat. If that one is not here this morning, our service is in vain. So that means everyone that comes to the service, they must be sensitive to that one. How I approach the service, will he like it? How we sing, will he he like it? Whatever we do, will he like it? If he likes it and he comes down, there's no cancer that will remain in the building. Folks, if that one comes in the building, there is no sickness that can remain in the building. If that one comes into the building, there is no demon that can remain in the building. Are you still with me here? We want to get into it. Now, in Revelation 1, I'm going to come back to the picture in some way. It says Revelation 1 verse 1. It says, this is John the Revelator writing. It says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants the things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. So he's got his angel. Are you still with me? A send angel. He sent an angel and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. So John, there was an angel that was showing John things that must shortly come to pass. This is at the beginning. Now in Revelation 22 verse 8. Revelation 22 verse 8. It says, and I, John, saw these things, had to them, which things? Seven church ages. Amen. Which things? The seals. Amen. Which things? The seven vials. Amen. Which things? The white throne. Amen. Which things? The new Jerusalem. Amen. Which things? The bride coming down. Amen. Are you still with me? He, 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 which things? Gog and Magog. I said, he, he showed him, even the new city, he showed him these things. And when John saw these things and had them, and when he had had and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou, thou, do not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of which, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. So after this angel showed him the seven church ages, at the end he wanted to worship him, but the angel said, don't worship me, I'm just as a fellow servant, I'm just like one of the prophets. And my question is, who was this angel? Hallelujah. Who was this angel that was showing John these things? We must get a a message answer, a direct message answer. In the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, paragraph 109, he says, Then we find out that when John started to worship the angel, is deliberate, is a small age. You see it. 
when John started to worship the angel, the angel said, see that you do, you do not, you do it not. Revelation 22, I believe it is. He said, for I am of thy fellow servants and of the prophets. The prophet now, he says, it might have been Elijah. It might have been why the prophet doesn't say it was Elijah? He wants the bride to catch it between the lines. It might have been Elijah. It might have been one of the prophets. John was an apostle, but this, was, this prophet was sent. So he's telling you the angel that was sent and that was signified is the, is the prophet. It's not the angel with wings. Are you still with me this morning? But he says, it might have been Elijah, it might have been one of the prophets, John was an apostle, but this was a prophet. The book of Revelation, what John was shown, he was shown those things by an angel, and he wrote them down, but it was not an apostle book, it was a prophetic book. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Now come here, because there somebody say, uh, but it doesn't say it's Elijah. Say it might have been Elijah. Let's carry on. In the manifestation of the Spirit, paragraph 46, he says, how many believes John the Revelator had to the Holy Ghost? I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify of these things. Is that right? And the whole book of Revelations was showed John by the angel of the Lord. Is that right? And John fell down to worship the angel. The angel said, See that you do it not. Is that right? For I am of thy fellow servants, the prophet. Is that true? Now we say, The prophetic spirit that had been on the prophets down through the age, was here prophesying through John, showing him by an angel. And that same spirit, are you here, church? Amen. That same spirit that showed John those things, where is it that night? Hallelujah. Amen. And you could have asked Brother Brennan and say, Where, who, in whom is that spirit in? Yeah. Now, he can't say it is in me. You've got to catch it by revelation. Amen. Because he said it might have been Elijah, but later he said that same spirit is in the building tonight. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. He was telling you the one that showed you John things that should that shall shortly come to pass. It was the very prophet that was preaching this message. And maybe you say, Brother Mariba, what do you mean? Because when John was here, Brother Brenham was not born. Hallelujah. Oh, what do you mean? Well, because when John was here, Brother Brenham was not here. Yes, Brother Brenham, the body was not here. But the Theophany was not born in 1909. Are you still with me here? This Theophany was there. Are you still with me? 
I hope we are together here. I hope we are together. Come to back to my picture in the next slide, my brother. Now, Brother Branham tells us that in the beginning, or the Bible says, or Brother Branham says, in, it was Elohim. I don't want to say in the beginning. It says in eternity. It was Elohim, the self-existing one that had no beginning of days, that had no ending of days. And it says out of that great being came out the light. And it says, as we had last week, the scholars call it the Logos. Are you still with me? The Logos is the pillar of fire. The Logos is the theophany, is the way to body. Now, John saw that light. That's why he said, in the beginning was the weight. The weight was with God, and the weight was God. Amen. Then John saw this as well, and said, then the weight became flesh. Yes, but William Brenham went beyond before there was that light. And he saw Elohim in his original state. Amen. And he even said, I went back at the back part of the mind of Elohim. Amen. And he began to look at Elohim. And he said, he had an ambition. And he said, he wanted to be a father. Amen. This was before the logos. Amen. Hallelujah. This was Elohim in an unexpressed form. Yes. But it says, all of a sudden, we see a light coming out of that being. And it says, that light is like a son playing before the father. It's not the second person. That Elohim that was unexpressed, now is expressing himself into a visible form. Brother Bram said, he became that to give the human being some type of an idea of who he is. He could not reveal himself in that great form. Then he became the pillar of fire. And that pillar of fire is the angel of the Lord. And that pillar of fire is the Lord himself. Now, the disciples saw this. Judas, even the Sadducees, the scribe, they saw this. But knowing this does not give you eternal life. Hallelujah. Yes. Knowing this does not give you eternal life. Yeah. But knowing that one, Hallelujah. meeting that one, Amen. it gives you eternal life. Amen. That's why Paul comes. You know, you know, if you were sometimes, maybe, I don't know whether you, you come as have you ever come across old timers that would want to make you feel like you just arrived. Make you feel like umafigizol. And they tell you that, you know, in 1985, I remember when we went to this convention. And they look at you and they know you were not there. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. So John, when Paul came, there must have been the disciples that say, do you remember the night when we hunted with the Lord? When we were fishing with the Lord? Do you remember when he performed this miracle? And they knew that Paul was not there. But Paul comes to them and says, I know him not after the flesh, but I know him after the spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you get where we are going? Now, Paul did not meet Jesus in the flesh, but Paul on his way to Damascus, he met him. And he said, why are you persecuting me? He says, who are you? He says, I'm the Lord that I am the Lord that you are persecuting. 
are you now he met him brother Bram said he was the logos he became flesh and after he became the logos I come from God and I go back to God but you and I have never met this flesh but this morning by grace we have met that one and to meet that one and to know that one it's life itself Brother, we didn't just meet this one. We didn't just meet this one. We met that one. And that today, the reason we know that this one is the real one is because that one identified this one. And any ministry that is not identified by that one, we reject it. I hope we are together this morning. Now, he says in the message, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paragraph 45. He says, we have, we have his picture here on paper. We're the only ones that can say we have his picture on paper. Many of you have seen it. We don't have time to tell you of it. Now, he said, that's not my picture. I'm your brother. But it's been questioned. What was that? To me, it was the same God that led the children of Israel by a pillar of fire. We all know that that was the Logos, the angel of the covenant, which was Christ. That led the children of Israel. Christ declared it to be so. He said he was the I am that was in the burning bush. He was the rock that was in the wilderness. That pillar of fire was made flesh and dwelt among us. And when he was here, he said, I come from God and I go back to God. And after his death, burial, and resurrection, when he appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus, he had again the same logos in the pillar of fire manifesting himself. Remember Paul said, who is it Lord? Because of Paul as a Hebrew, he recognized him. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Hope you are together. Amen. Now in the message, the faith that was once delivered to the saints, paragraph 300. It says, now while you are standing here, Many of you weeping, the tears rolling down your cheeks. That's the Holy Spirit. That's him on you right now. Just wanting to feel your life. If the audience back there could only see this scene standing there, young ladies, young men, elderly people, the tears just rolling down their cheeks. The Holy Spirit is hovered out He's here, the angel of God standing right here. Isn't five feet above their head right now? He's preaching. He says the angel of the Lord lowered himself and is not five feet above their head. He says the very angel you see on the picture standing right here above them right now. That's right. Just ready to pour himself into every believer. Amen. So 
We are not just coming where the angel of the pillar of fire is hanging over the congregation, but it must indwell you. Are you still with me? Somewhere where we are going. We know, go back to the pillar of fire. The picture before. This picture, I guess you know the background of how they wanted to debate with Brother Brennan for divine healing. And he said, no, he doesn't want to be, to be part of that. And he was persuaded. And later they came there, they wanted to stage it to look like Brother Brennan was engaged in a brawl. And the media was there. They took the pictures. And after they took the pictures, to the following morning, I don't know the headline, might have said, William Brennan caught up in a fight. But God did not allow all those photos to be captured. All of them came blank. Everyone came blank, blank. Until this one, when it came out, it was the picture of William Brenham with a pillar of fire all above his head. Now, Brother Brenham said, it is not me, it's him. So, when we've got to this picture, the emphasis is not only on William Brenham, but the emphasis is on the logos. Now, somebody say, Brother Madiba, why do we have to have this picture in our homes? Is it idolatry? No. Let me get somewhere. I want to show you it's a picture, but that picture is not just a picture, it's an anointed picture. If you don't know, I'll come back to that one. In the message of the unconditional covenant, listen to this one. He says, Paragraph 219. He speaks about a sister. He says, and that little pillar of fire. Some time ago, there was a miracle performed. Maybe bring the picture of the pillar of fire as I read this. He says, some time ago, there was a miracle performed. Was that? A lady put it in a picture. Many of them put it in a frame and go to a ten cent store. They put it in a little frame and put this little thing behind it. If anybody asked about it. And she had it sitting on her desk at the hospital. She's sick. She was looking not at me, but at the pillar of fire there. This woman is in the hospital. Is not looking at Brother Brenham, but she was looking at the pillar of fire that was framed in the picture and was there next to her desk. Stay with me. She was looking not at me, of course, but at the pillar of fire there. She claims, this is her testimony. The doctor gave her up to die. She claims that that pillar of fire come out of the picture and hung over her. Are you here, church, this morning? She's looking. She's sick. The doctor said, you're going to die. You don't have much time. She's got this picture next to her bed. It's just a picture. But she keeps on looking at that pillar of fire. But as she's looking, the pillar of fire left the picture. And came and hung over her bed. 
two days later, she was dismissed from the hospital and went home well. No, no minister prayed for her. No elder laid hands upon her. She looked at that picture. She was not worshipping the picture. She looked at the representation in the picture. And the picture became alive. And the pillar of fire came out of the picture and hung over her. And she was dismissed. This morning by grace. I say, may it not just be a picture. May it not just be a picture. May the pillar of fire come over the building and hang over everyone. And if you are sick, may the angel of the Lord touch you and make you whole. Brother Brenham is not here, but that angel is here. I say, that angel is here. Are you still with me? Let me put a disclaimer with another quotation. Let people start putting brother brother picture there and bowing before it. It will be idolatry. In the message, the 20th century prophet, or rather in the same message where I was, paragraph 22, he says, Says the God, maybe you can bring that quotation where I was reading. Before. He says, God, it was a contact of that, you see. She just looked at that and believed. We know to look at that any other way would be like idolatry. Wouldn't do that. It's not the picture, it's what it represents. Hallelujah. We are not just putting a picture to admire a picture, it is just to put it there in, in representation of what it represents. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. I like it maybe coming back to the testimony of brother Billy Paul. Every time when we think of an angel, we think an angel with wings. Hallelujah. And other black people, when they think of an angel, they think of a white angel. I'm going to come there. (laughs) Are you still with me? But here's brother Brenham. An angel comes into the room. And Billy Paul, in some testimonies, he says, after he felt that presence, wherever he goes, he can feel that presence. Once you experience the presence of the angel of the Lord, you would know when he's there. And you will know when he's not there. Sometimes it may look like he's there, it may feel like he's there, you find that he's not there. And sometimes it may not feel like he's there, but he's there. But every time Brother Bram say, you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for the angel of the Lord. Now, when that angel came there, Brother Branham is explaining in another message. He says, first it was a light. And he says when it was a light, he thought it was an automobile. He said maybe it is the reflection of the the lights of a car. 
And it says he looked around. There wasn't car any around. And it says all of a sudden came out a man out of that light. And it says he weighed 200 pounds. And it says his skin, it was an olive skin. Olive what? All right. How does the olive look like? How does olive look like? Oh, okay. Those that have got color issue, they will have a color issue with this angel. So he was a he was with an olive skin, and he says he looked. He was there, two hundred pounds, and he say he says his eyes were so piercing. It's like he will look through you and know you. There is something that I want to bring here, brother. Peregrine, when he speaks about that, Brother Bram tells Brother Peregrine, he says, whenever you come into the presence of that angel and you've got a sin on your life, he will call it out. That, that angel, folks, is not saying, receive the car, receive the house. He sometimes says, repent. What did you do last night where you were? This one that coming after is impersonation. When you come into that presence of that angel, you will much better become prayed up. And he says to Brother Peregrine, he says, Brother Peregrine, what I know is that if God is faithful, if a person has committed sin and they have asked God for forgiveness, God will not call it out. But if it is unforgiven, that angel will call it out. But if it is forgiven, he will never call it out. So he's not just a punishing angel, he's a forgiving angel as well. Are you still with me? I hope we are together. So Brother Branham says, in the message of the 20th century prophet, he says, at the age of 37, one night I was praying in my room. And when I raised up, I noticed there was a light on the floor. Looking around to see where it came from, it was coming from above. The pillar of fire was hanging just above and was throwing the light on the floor. I heard someone walking. I looked coming through the room. Someone coming into into this light came a man in a human figure he had about 200 pounds of weight he had a dark hair to his shoulder and olive complexion and he was barefooted of course I was frightened and he said to me fear not as soon as I heard that voice I knew it was the same voice that I had. I'd always had spoke to me. But the, time, the first time I'd ever seen him in human form. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I am sent from the presence of God to tell you that you are to pray for sick. Great signs and wonders will be following your ministry. You will be praying for kings and monarchs and so forth. And we know what this angel spoke. It, God fulfilled. He prayed for a congressman. He even prayed for King George. Are you still with me? But, but now, I want you to show you something here. 
Moses sees the pillar of fire. Moses sees the cloud. Later says, Lord, but I want to see you. And God says, stand behind the rock. And Moses sees the back part of a man. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord is a man. Hallelujah. I'll repeat, the angel of the Lord is a man. Brother Branham had heard the voice, but that time, then he saw him in human form. And it was a 200 pounds man. And he said, I am sent from the presence of the Lord, and you will pray for the kings, and you will pray for the monarchs. And the ministry of William Branham ran parallel with this angel. Wherever he went, this angel went. And there was a time where he was challenged on doctrine. And 200 ministers came to challenge him on the doctrine. And he said, he told the brother that they had booked this auditorium, but we're not going to be in that auditorium. We're going to be in a different auditorium. And this is the color of the auditorium. And the time came, and the brother came there, and he took the podium. He said, the way you are sitting is exactly how Brother Brenham told me. And how did he know that angel goeth before you? I said, that angel goeth before you. You are sitting here in church, maybe you may not understand. There might be a drunk person out there, but maybe the service may take a bit longer to delay you from running into that drunkard. This angel is taking care of us all the time. I will repeat one more time. This angel is taking care of us all the time. You move from certain dangerous situations, not because you know, but the angel comes and says, move my son, move my daughter. Are you still with me? Are you with me here? Now, he said, I know you want to challenge me on the doctrine. On marriage and divorce, on water baptism, on God, hey, come and stand on my right hand. And said so there was silence. And it says, no one came. He says, the angel of the Lord was standing on my right hand with his sword pulled out. A child of God doesn't move alone. There are times when the angel of the Lord is with his sword out. Are you still with me here? Amen. Listen to this testimony. You'll understand what it means. He says, This is Peregrine. He says, One day, you know, Brother Billy Paul was in this school that his dad had enrolled him there. And Brother Peregrine was part of the leadership of the school. And because of Brother Brenham's stance in relation to the gospel, they, they used to uh, somewhat discriminate against Brother Billy Paul and gave him a hard time. And they were planning to expel him based on his father's standing. And Brother Peregrine said, I worked out a way that we could delay that he shouldn't be expelled, that he should stay much longer, and he stayed six months longer than it was expected. But it says one time the headmaster called Brother Brenham, uh, Billy Paul, into his office 
This is the time when there were no cell phones. And they had a discussion and Brother Billy Paul went out. He says, one day I was sitting in the lobby of the men's dormitory and Billy Paul had gone to the dean's office. I think they were telling him he was about to be expelled. When Billy, Paul, when Billy came out, he went directly to his room. A moment later, the dean came out and was standing in the doorway talking to us when his office rang. He answered it, and when he came back out of his office, he asked, where did that Brennan boy go? I told him that he went to his room. He asked, did he use the phone? When I told him that he hadn't, the dean said, that was Reverend Brenham from Jeffersonville, Indiana on the phone, and he just told me everything that I just told his son. Do you hear, folks? Now, what does it mean? When our kids go to school, this angel of the Lord, I said this angel of the Lord will go with them to the school. Behold, I send an angel before you. He will go before our children. He will go before our husband. He will go before our wife. He is there all the time. I say he's there all the time. Now, there was no cell phone. There was no WhatsApp. There was no SMS. But Brother Brenham calls him. And I can imagine and say, I know what you just spoke to my son. You said this and that. And he wondered, but this son just left now. Is there a way that he spoke to the father? That angel was there when that dean was talking to Brother Bill. Are you still with me? Brother, this angel we have had last week, he will have answers for you in the interview. You go there, you come there, you don't have the answers, but he's whispering answers into your ear. This, oh, folks, this angel will write an exam with you. There are sometimes witches come to our yard, but I can't get in because they saw this angel. He's like a flame fire, he's like a consuming fire. I hope somebody gets what I mean. You're looking at Moses, but the ministry is not Moses. There is somebody that is with Moses. You look at us, you think it's us. It's not only us. There is somebody that is with us. The angel of the Lord is here. Brother, brother gave you a testimony sometimes. He didn't know how to fix something. The angel of the Lord came down and said that wire and that wire connected. The stars cast started. He is a mechanic when you need him to be a mechanic. He is a specialist when you need him to be a specialist. Come on, use this mighty angel. And this afternoon he is here in the building. No cancer can start to start. Are you still with me here? This angel is there. I gave you a testimony many times and I will not stop giving you this testimony. When I was in Siabuswa and a car came and I just got into my car and I decided to leave work early. 
And I went drove all the way to Genfest. Are you with me? Yeah. And after I'd gone an hour or two, then I get a call. Immediately when you left, there was a car that came in. And they took us and they bound us and they hijacked us. But what made me move? I say, what made me move? Why couldn't I be delayed? Somebody was with me at work. I say, somebody was with me at work. Oh, you say, you were lucky. I'm not operating on luck because luck runs out. I operate on grace because grace never runs out. Then it was in Mohas, in Rustenburg, brother Mutlavi knows the area. I was sitting in my office and the phone, uh, and I phoned, I think I phoned brother Tavele, and we were speaking on the phone, and all of a sudden I said, ah. he said, no, I'm busy, can you, I phone you back. Then I dropped to the phone, but I said something, I said, no, he will call me on my cell if he needs me. I jumped into the car, moved, after I left, Two hours when I reached Pretoria, I'm relaxed. My wife was there. They phoned. Hey, immediately after you went, there was a car that came in, bound us, waited for the Fidelity car, and they took them in, and we were beaten. I wasn't there. Yeah. And I was thinking that had they found me with my spectacles, they were going to give me a big hiding. <laughs> but I said, that angel could not allow him, because the angel will go before you. You still say, lucky. I'm not lucky. I operate on grace. It was now in Khrobozdal. Jill Makula is my witness. I just decided that day that today, I'm not going. I'm not going to work. I didn't have a reason. In the evening, seven o'clock, they phoned me. They say, amen. They came and they, they went to your office looking for you. And they bound everybody else and they beat us. And I was there, I told my wife, I remember we were at that total next to where Brother Mpanya stays in Ben Flag. And I told my wife, I said, you, I'm nervous. If they ask me where I was, where am I going to see? <laughs> Normally they don't have a problem when you work remotely when you are in a managerial role. But I just imagine that for that day you are not there and they say, where were you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But nobody asked me anything because they trust me. Yeah. But I say, what made me to say you are not going? It's not laziness. I'm not lazy. That time the angel said, you are not going there. I'm saying, this angel drives our cars. This angel drives our cars. Brother Billy Pop, Brother Brenham, I think it was Becky. She's sleeping on the bed, and she's rolling on the bed, and she's rolling on the bed, and she's rolling. She comes on the edge of the bed, and you know those old beds, ne? It was like an aeroplane. If you fall there, you might be crippled. You know, Sister Skosana knows. They normally even put net spray uh, chins under it. You know, I'm glad you know. Had she fallen, had the child fallen, she would have injured. But as Brother Brennan was relaxing there, the angel came and said, go and check the baby. And when he got there, he found the baby on the edge of the bed. And if the angel can have such a precision that the baby must not fall how much more about you how much more about your situation this morning i say may it not just be a picture but may it be the pillar of fire in us it will protect us i say it will 
the time. Wherever you go, he's there. Whatever you do, he's there. Give him access. And Brother Brennan said, the best way to keep him happy, speak about the Lord. He said, that attracts him. When you begin to testify, <laughs> there was a sister. Was this sister? This sister. I'll remember the name. This sister, the angel comes to Brother Brenham and says to Brother Brenham, Brother Brenham, go and tell this sister, she's got cancer, she's going to die. Her family must prepare for her departure. Thou says the Lord. Then the sister is at work. She was working for a government depot. When she is there, and she said, you know, I'm sick. But before anything, I wish I could get William Branham to pray for me. Those workers there, they say, he's a fraud. Isn't it fake, that one? He says, no, no, it's not a fake. He grew up before my eyes. I observed his life. I observed his ministry. He is genuine servant of God. Brother Branham said, she stood for me. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Then the same angel that said she must prepare went back to Brother Brenham and said, No, yeah. things have changed. Oh. On the, the day of the service, this sister will be sitting on this chair. Yeah. Tell her, You must let her know. Yeah. I know what she said yeah. about you. Yeah. Tell her she will live on. Listens to our conversations. Yes. Are you still with me? That's why I can never talk bad about the children of God before my children. Yes. That angel is listening. Yes. I must talk good about the children of God. Yes. They must hear me praying for the children of God. Yes. Then that angel will feel at home. Yes. Are you still with me? Remember the sister that had, we call it Guaita. She couldn't, the other one couldn't eat. The other one had a Guaita. And both were pronounced that they were healed. And after they were being pronounced that they were healed, that morning, that one that couldn't eat took a breakfast and ate and thought, I'm not having any allergy. I've eaten nicely. Let me go and check that other one. When she got there, she found her sweeping and said, what are you looking for? Say, my greater is God. Yes, Brother Brennan mentioned something profound. He said, the angel of the Lord was in the neighborhood. Yes. So, we preach here and make declarations here but that same angel is going with you. And I say, may he be in your neighborhood. May he be in your house. May he be in your marriage. May he be in your car. May he be in your business. Let that angel of the Lord be there. Oh, Brother Mutabi, can be in your surgery until they say he's a good doctor. It's not because you're a good doctor. It's because the mind, the angel is there. I say it's because the angel is there. He's not a man. 
He knows everything. He knows where you have been. He knows what you have done. He knows your movement. He knows what you need. He knows your challenges. He knows your imperfections. And I'm here to say he loves you. I say he loves you. And he has chosen you. And that's who you worship. Meeting after meeting. He says that and, and today. Do you think it's us that will say, Brother Mutau, you'll get the job that you're looking for. Protocols will be broken. It's not me. Amen. I sleep at night. I'm a man. Hallelujah. I get sick. Yes. But is there is somebody. Yes. There is somebody that knows better. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, Pharaoh, when he looked at Moses, and Moses comes there and says, let, 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 let my people go. Pharaoh thought that's what he's dealing with. But there was somebody next to Moses. There was a man, there was an angel that went before him. Uh, are you with me, brethren? Until day after day, plague after plague, until he had to succumb, there is no God like the God of Moses. Your enemies will succumb. Your critics will succumb. Stay with the angel. I say, stay with this angel. They will say, ah, we wonder what is going on. Those that are plotting against you, their plot will come to nothing. Come on, church, are you here? You came here to, so that I can tell you. Yeah, people at your workplace are busy plotting. On Friday, they were drinking and discussing your position. But he was there. And he listened to what they are saying. And I say, you came here so that I can tell you the angel of the Lord will go before you. He will answer for you. I say, he will answer for you. He knows things that have been discussed in cigarette chambers. He listens to them. And he say, my child, move this way. Avoid this place. Do this way. He's guiding you. He's a guiding angel. And sometimes it's going to take you to, through terrains that you thought, it's like I've got a bad. No, you don't have bad. Took Moses through the Red Sea. Why didn't he find another way? He likes, he likes to show his power. Another way would have never showed, we would have never known about it. But he had to bring him before the Red Sea. Yeah. And after the same angel said to Pharaoh, follow them. Yeah. It was the same angel, follow them. Yeah. And now there is a Red Sea that he brought them to. There is Pharaoh that he allowed them to fall. Pharaoh didn't just go, he was allowed to go. Your problems are not there, they were allowed to, to be there. Your sickness is not just there, it was allowed to be there. Uh-huh, brother, yes. no matter conditions in the building, they were allowed by God. Yes. For what reason? For His glory. Yes. I say, Lord, make it difficult yes. so that when it happens, people might say, it's a miracle. Yes. 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 Brother, I mean, if we can have a testimony meeting this morning, say, Brother, I will give you a testimony. 
And they say I had a stage four cancer of the, of the liver. God delivered me. Oh, I had a lymphonia. God healed me. Oh, I had a heart trouble. The doctor had given me. Are you going to present flu? I let it pass. I thought it's a testimony, but what I hear, sometimes God allows you to get into trouble. God allows you to go through the trial. God allows you to go through the difficulty so that he can show his power. And brother, once he has done it for you, you will never keep quiet. I say, once he has done it for you, you will never keep quiet. Wherever you go, you say, look at me. This angel, that picture is not a picture. It's the logos. It's the angel of the Lord. He goes with us wherever he goes. He listens to the conversations. He advises us. He guides us. He does so much for us. Stay with that angel. Come to that scripture. Exodus 23. Verse 21. Beware of him. Let's read it. Be conscious of his presence. Be conscious of his presence. Even in church, be folks, there must be intentionality on how we approach worship. I said there must be intentionality how we approach worship. Are you with me? That what I do with the angel. Song leaders, are you here? This song with the angel love it. Hallelujah. How I play, will the angel love it? How I sing, will the angel love it? How I approach worship, will the angel love it? Be aware of him. Because you don't want to provoke him. And obey his voice. And obey his voice. Today he speaks. But whose voice is using? He's using mine. It's not pomposity. It's not me. It's him. But I want to say, it's not him. It's my voice, but it's him. Even this morning, it's not me. It's his voice. Provoke him not. Provoke him not. Let's read it. For he will not pardon your transgressions. No wonder Jesus, when he was here, he said, if you sin against this one, you will be forgiven. But if you sin against that one, Amen! Are you here, folks? A man comes here in South Africa, he writes on the prayer card, lies, TB, I've got this, I've got this. He was testing Brother Brennan. He comes before the podium, and Brother Brennan says, sir, there is nothing wrong with you. He said, wait a minute. I see what you have done. You have written those things because you wanted to mislead the angel of the Lord. Everything that you wrote on the prayer card is yours now. I'm here, church. And now, uh, brother, if you can see what I write, I am writing not the diseases. 
I am raptured. I am blessed. I am delivered. I am healed. I am. Hallelujah. He can watch our hand right here. Are you here this morning? For your transgression, you for you will not pardon your tra- your transgression. Oh. For my name is in him. My name is. And the Lord said, "You will not worship the Lord at any other place except where I have placed my name." And he has placed his name on this angel. A chosen place of worship is not this building. It's him. We worship him in the logos. We come from the logos and our place of worship is the logos. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh. And what is the right place to worship God? In the word. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice. Let's read it. If thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that he speak, remember some of the things that you spoke is not going to make sense. Yeah. But if you do them, if you do them, nonsensical as they are, he's watching. Yeah. I say he's watching. Then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies. Are you with me? Now you share enemies with the Lord. If they hate you, they hate you. If they love you, they love you. Hmm? I will be an enemy. unto thy enemies. But don't go around looking for enemies. An enemy must just be an enemy. Then he will be those enemies. Then they become his enemies. That's why whoever touches you as a son and a daughter of God touches God. There's a man on the farm. I don't know what he did to brother or said to brother Shimez. He was fired. Do you think he was fired by the manager? Or will be enemy? Enemies. Whatever he said and treated the brother, God was not pleased. You hear you have crossed the line and dealt with him. He will be enemy, our enemies, adversary to your adversary. For mine angel shall go before thee, my angel shall and bring thee in unto the Amorite. He won't make you avoid them. 
He is going to bring you into them. That's why I say, God won't allow you to avoid certain trials. He brings you into those trials. The Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jewishites, and I will cut them off. All these giants in your life, God will cut them. This angel is there. It's clearing the way. It's preparing the way for you. Before you get to certain places, he has already spoken for you. He has already overcome for you. Moses, before you got to Egypt, the angel was in Egypt. And that is what the angel of the Lord is. The angel of the Lord is the Lord himself. God bless you. As we stand to our feet. Brother Mbayana just left early. There's something that he's attending to. Amen. Let's sing a worshiping song. Maybe let's say only believe. The angel loves this song.
let's close our eyes. Uh, Heavenly Father, this morning, Father, we'd like to thank you. Thank you, Lord. We'd like to thank you, Father, how you came down from your throne, Father, and came into our service, Father, and spoke to us. Father, it was you speaking to us, Father. There was nobody else. We could see through the man who was our pastor speaking, Father, and we could see through him and see you speaking to him, Father. And for that, we are grateful, Father. We like, like to thank you, Father, that even, even this time, Father, you keep on reminding us, Father, of what we have in you, Father, that whenever, Father, we are there, Father, we are there in our houses, whenever there, Father, we are there in our workplaces, Whenever they were there as children in school, whenever we are there with as children in preschool, Father, yes. we are never alone. You are always there with us, Father. Because, Father, you just told us this morning that the angel of the Lord is always there with us. And, Father, that angel of the Lord, Father, it is you. Because, Father, you promised us, Father, you will never leave us alone. Yes. But you will, you will leave us the, with the Holy Spirit, Father, that will guide us and lead us, Father. Mm. And, Father, it will lead us, Father, into good things, Father. Yes. And wherever, Father, there is temptation, Father, it will be us, it, Father, that will lead us even through that temptation. Yes. Father, so that, Father, we will be victorious, Father. It was even the same thing when the children of Israel, Father, came out of Egypt, Father. It was that this very same angel of the Lord that led them, Father. It was the, the angel of the Lord in the pillar of fire during the, the night. It was the angel of the fire as the pillar, it was the angel of the Lord as the pillar of cloud during the day, Father. It was, Father, even when the devil, the, the Egyptian came to attack them, Father. When it was during the day, Father, the angel of the Lord as the pillar of fire will come between the children of Israel and the Egyptian. Right. Even this morning, Father, we believe Father, that, Father, whatever trouble may come between us, we, 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 whatever trouble may come, trying, Father, to cause harm unto us, Father, you are the one who's going to come between us Thank and that trouble. Jesus. Whatever disease, Father, will come, Father, trying to harm us, you are the one that's going to come between us and that disease. That is why, Father, we say, Father, in you is healing. In you, Father, there is restoration. In you, there is power. In you, Father, there is, it is life. That is why even the pastor have told us that that angel of life, of, of, of of that angel of the Lord was nothing but life. That's right. That is why, Father, you said you will give us life, but only not life, but you will give us life abundantly. That is why, Father, we believe that as long as you are here with us, leading us, taking charge of our life, you will, Father, make us see us through, Father. That is why, Father, this morning, Father, we have our hands risen up so that we surrender unto you. We surrender our beings. We surrender our families. We yes. surrender our works unto you, Father, that you will be the one that's going to take charge of our lives so that we, Father, will be the one that's going to follow you, so that you will be the one that's going to lead us, Father, pave the way for us, so that because we know, Father, as long as you are leading us, there is nothing, whether they be mountains, whether, Father, they will be even in rivers, they can never stand before That's us. Right. Because just by the word, we are wait, Father, believing in your word, Father. Mountains will clear. Exactly. Storms will clear. That's right. Diseases will clear. Yes. Troubles will clear. That's right. Because, Father, you will be one leading us, Father. Father, you are like the light that's going to shine, Father. Because even the, 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 the Bible teaches us when light shines, darkness can never withstand it. Exactly. The only time darkness has a chance if, it's, if light is not there. So this is why, Father, you are the light that's going to lead us, Father. You are the light of our lives. This is why, Father, this morning we come and give us unto us, Father. We give ourselves unto you so that you'll be the one that's going to guide us. Mm. May you please come into each and every person that is here 
search their hearts. You know what is it that they need. Because you, for as the angel of light, you are our provider. Whatever need they might have had in their lives, provide it unto yes. them. Whatever things, even for their families. Because, Father, we can never, Father, come here and enjoy these good things, Father. This gospel, which is the good news, Father, without our families. If our families are not here, Father, we give them unto you, Father, so that, Father, you might lead us unto this life. Unto this life eternal life that we're enjoying. Mm, yeah. Even our pastor have come here, Father, he has spoken unto us, mm. preached this morning in a mighty way. Mm. Virtue has come out of him, Father. Yes. May you please restore Very it, Father. So. If so, right, Father, even next time, Father, we will enjoy it more, Father. Mm. Even on Wednesday, Father, he fed us with a very, very great message. Mm. The importance of the revelation right. of, of, of the Spirit. Mm. Father, each and every time, whether it's Wednesday, mm. it is just the same. That's it's right. you with him, mm. speaking through him, Father, mm. to us. And mm. for that, Father, we are grateful. May you please, Father, restore that virtue that has gone out of him, Father, so that even the next wedding, Father, we have something forward to look unto. You have never disappointed us, Father. Every time, Father, we tune in on Wednesday, whether it's during the week, whether it's on Sunday, Father, we receive rivers flowing with life. Ways of life, Father, that comes from that mm. from you, Father. And for that, Father, we are grateful. Mm. And Father, as we are going to go unto our home, Father, we've already dedicated ourselves unto you, Father. Yes. Even our homes, we dedicate them unto you, Father. Right. So that that angel of the light, because the word teaches us that that angel doesn't like anything that is bad. Yes. He doesn't like evil. May we cleanse our mind, clean our homes, Hallelujah. clean our cars, so that, Father, that angel of the Lord might not have, might have no hindrance to travel with us. Yes. So that even when we are traveling through this road, going home father he'll be the one leading us so that even when we are in the workplaces our own at our workstations he'll be the one working with us we pray father believing in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ father that we surrender unto you surrender our lives our workplaces our children even our homes unto you father in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen amen god bless you amen god bless you there was a time where one of my sons asked a question. And he was asking that. I think they were teaching them about how South Africa is no longer safe for women. And how it has become sort of a rape capital of the world. So he asked me a question and say. Dad, what happens if a sister gets raped? I said, son, it will never happen. I said, I have been in this message for years and years. It has never happened. I said, you know why? It's because the angel of the Lord go with with our sisters. Amen. So we appreciate it. How many love this angel of the Lord? Amen. Let's sing this song. Hey, you song led very well. Let's give you to close with this. Yeah. From the training him with two more songs, then we are dismissed. God bless you till we see you next uh, Sunday. Amen.
God bless. They're still looking for playlists. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 